It was an incredibly beautiful fall day. Crisp and cold, cold enough that you could wear a jacket in the morning, but you knew as soon as you got to work that the jacket would come off. Beautiful bright blue sky, crisp smell of leaves and milkweed in the air. It was a kind of day that you wanted to work, kind of day anybody looked forward to working. On those days, I really loved working alone. And as luck would have it, this was a new barn to me. And I got the instructions that I was to go to the back of the, the farm, close to the Potomac River, in a beautiful spot in the farm I'd never really been to before. They had a new horse for me to do. His name was Satin. I was excited because I wanted to work for these folks for a long time. So I drove back to this little barn back in the back. It was a newer barn and it had a concrete aisleway. Now, usually I didn't like to work on concrete aisleways because it's just it's too risky, too rough. I like to have a rubber mat or some sort of barrier between me and the concrete, but at this time it didn't seem so important. So I parked and got all set up really enjoying the day. I might have even whistled. <laughs> it was so nice. And I went to pull the horse out and out of his stall. And I, I brought him out and he was a, a quite a large, a very massive 17 hand, uh, warm blood, chestnut in color. He was kind, maybe even a little friendly, uh, which was unusual for a horse like that. So I was feeling pretty good about things and it was exciting to have a new challenge and have a new customer to please. Pulled the horse out and put him in the cross ties. The cross tie is when you hook a, a, a lead onto each side of the face of the horse so they can stand in the middle of the aisleway when you work on them. So I surveyed the situation and nothing seemed out of place. Prepared myself, got my chaps on, and pulled the horse's front foot under under me in between my legs and settled in to start to pull the shoe off. Up to this time in the day, everything had been perfect and my mind was right and I was happy. I think I calculated that I'd probably done this same motion, first foot of the horse, maybe no less than 15,000 times in my life. Well, maybe that might be a little much, but at least 12,000 times that I'd done this exact same thing and it didn't feel like anything was wrong at all with this situation. That's when it happened. That's when things changed. I pulled that foot under my legs, clamped down with my knees, and before I knew it, the horse had left the ground and was standing on his back feet. I'm not known for being really um, graceful <laughs> I'm a little clumsy in fact and as soon as the horse went up in the air I went down hard on my back right under where he just left the ground on the concrete aisle way with my head facing up as I looked up all I could see were two great big massive steel horseshoes coming straight down at my face and at the very last minute those two horseshoes parted and one went on one side of my head and the other on the other side of my head. They came so close I could feel the, the wind as it rushed past my ears 
And when those things hit the concrete aisleway, the loud sound, the sound they made was just deafening. It was just this clap <clears throat> like thunder. And then just as, as quickly as those feet hit the ground, they left the ground and went back up again. And somehow, by the grace of God, I rolled to my right and out of the way for when that horse came back down on the ground again. And I rolled all the way over to the edge of the aisleway to the stall door and laid there with my back against the stall door and everything quieted except the horse snorted a few times. And I was lying there and I could feel my heart beating and I could feel every breath as if it were my first breath I'd ever taken. And I laid there for what seemed like literally several minutes, but I'm sure it was less than a minute as I think about it now. But it felt like everything, I, it felt like I could notice everything. I, I, I could see everything move. I could hear everything. I could smell everything. The horse was pretty jazzed up, snorting. But as I laid there quietly and just let everything settle down, finally his breath settled down and he took a heavy sigh and relaxed. It's kind of hard to tell you the thoughts and the feelings that went through my mind at the time. I'm not sure I could articulate them all. But let's just say it was a very uh, uh, important moment in my own life. You know, I don't think I, I have much of a sense of mortality, honestly. Like most people my age, I think I'm a little uh, unaware of the things that could happen to me or unwilling to admit that I'm human and fragile. But that day, that moment, I knew that I was vulnerable and I knew that I had just dodged a bullet. To this day, I can still feel that air pass by my ears. I can still hear the clap of thunder as the hose hit the ground and the relief as my back hit that stall door. And I knew that if I just laid there still, I couldn't be touched. I'm sure you're wondering, why should I care about this? What does this have to do with me? I want to ask you a question. I'll ask you a question by asking myself a question. And here's the question I'll ask myself. What if? What if there had been a couple inches difference? What if that, instead of turning out with me walking away with not a hair out of place, what if that had turned out differently and that had been the last day of my life? What if? Do you know all the times that you've been vulnerable when it could have been the last day of your life? If you're like me, you can look back over your several decades on this earth and you can catalog quite a few times when it could have been the last day. So let's ask that question today. What if?
What if that were the last moment you were alive? I want to welcome you. This is the Graybeard Podcast, and I'm Bruce Buxton. I'm the Graybeard. If you've listened before, I appreciate you coming back. I'm grateful for your patronage. I'm grateful that we could spend time together. I'm grateful that there is this, uh, this medium that I can express myself. If you like what you've heard over the past several weeks, months, I would really appreciate it if you left me a good rating and review. I've had quite a few, and that's made a big difference in the organic reach of the podcast. But more importantly, if you would share this with any friends or family or colleagues that you think might be able to use this. The purpose of the Graybeard Podcast is to provide a forum where I can give you inspiration and motivation to continue to be on the path to make your life and your yourself the very, very best version of yourself. And although you might be a little older than some, you might be at a little later stage in your life, I want to provide you with some information, motivation, inspiration to continue to fight that fight. So, let's get back to this. I'll ask the question again, what if? What if this were the last day of your life? Now I have a couple of heroes in my life. One of those heroes, you might recognize the name. His name is Stephen R. Covey. He's the author of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And when he passed away a few years ago, it was a a big thing for me. I really relied on his writings and the things that he was talking about in life and in business. He had an exercise in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, that he encouraged people to to use to help them achieve more in their life, to find out what's important. And that exercise was to envision yourself or himself in the casket um, at your own funeral and listening in to people as they came up to interact with uh, with your body and just hearing the things that they said about you and what they what their perceptions was were of you and what you did and uh, what you had accomplished and what you meant to them so i want to offer here today i want to offer you something similar to that i want to offer something that i've been trying to do and that i think could really benefit all of us if we attempted to do it. And that's three questions that I ask myself often. I won't say every week or so, but every once in a while when I get very introspective, I'll sit down and ask myself these questions. And somewhat they're based on the feelings that I had in this experience when Satin almost ended my life. So those three questions start with a very fundamental question to all of us. And that is, who will you leave behind? Who cares about you and who will miss you? Now, as all of you, I'm sure, have experienced, our relationships are the most important thing that we spend time on in this life. Our relationships can make us happy. Our relationships can make us very sad. Our relationships can cause us 
uh, tremendous grief. They can cost us a lot of money. There's so many ways in which a relationship or our relationships with others can affect us for the good and for the bad. When you think about ending your life and you think about when you go to the next life and you look back on who cares for you or who will miss you, that's a really good indication of where you need to spend time. I'm not suggesting that all of those relationships are neglected or that you, they all need work. But we do have a lot of calls on our time every single day. Lots of times we're asked to pay attention to people and relationships that are just not very helpful for us, that don't make much of a difference in our life. And I think sometimes we have to be very discerning about how we spend our time and making sure that when we do take time out of our lives, that we take time for the important people, for those people who will make a difference for us. Another thing I was just reading yesterday is that, uh, that the idea that we become like the people we spend time with. So if you ask yourself this question, who will miss me or who, who cares if I'm gone, you'll also be able to discern from that the people that you want to spend the most time with because they make you better, because they are people who you want to become and become like. So I think it's a really good question just to start with is where are my relationships who is important to me and why are they important to me? Now, the second thing I think we should ask ourselves is what will need to be done when you're gone? What will need to be done after you leave this life? And to me, that's a question of what's undone. To me, that's a question of what should have been done that hasn't been done. My father-in-law was a great man. He had a junky old shed back in the back of his lot. But in that shed, he had all of his tools hung in just the right place. I used to tease him about it a little bit because he was a fairly very old person and I, I thought probably it didn't matter much because no one went in that shed very often. But when I asked him about it, he said that the reason he hung his tools up in the same place all the time is because he knew that everyone expected him to have those tools hung in the right place all the time. And the funny part is nobody ever saw his shed. Nobody ever went back there. But I think he had a sense that he had an obligation to consistently do the things that made him who he was, that made him the kind of person that he was. A lot of the things we do in life are like that, where we may never have that, that thing may never be exposed to our loved ones, it may ne never be exposed to the world. But nonetheless, there's a whole list of things in life we do that make us who we are. And we have to pay attention to those things, not play someone else's game or dance someone else's dance, but do those things that make us us and make sure that we always do those things and pay attention to how those things affect other people and make sure we know when we leave this life what things are important and what things are not important for those who you leave behind. Now, last but not least, the thing I want you to ponder about is you're thinking about the end of your life. And I think that's what we're trying to do here is to come up with a a system of questions you can ask yourself that will help to become the best version of yourself before you do leave this life. That last question is, what will your name mean when you are gone? What will your name mean when you're gone? What kind of legacy will you be leaving? What, you'll, what will you be known for? I'm not uh, suggesting that you should strive for the kind of recognition, say, that Bill and Melinda Gates get on the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation 
or um, someone who might have been a tremendous athlete who might have been in the Hall of Fame or something like that. What I'm suggesting is that all of us stand for things when we're alive. And if we're not careful, lots of times those things can get a little mixed up. If we introspectively look at what we're doing and the things that we're accomplishing and the things that we're putting our influence behind, and I think that's a key part of it. You know, where are we influential? What, who, who thinks we're pretty good people or who pays attention to what we're doing and who cares about the things we care about? So what things do you care about? What will your name be associated with after you leave this? Obviously, they'll be associated with your family. Will they be associated with a church? Will they be associated with a business? Will they be associated with a cause? It's up to us how our name is associated after we leave. What will your name mean when you're gone? Now, the way I try to use these uh, is sometimes I'll sit uh, down on a, say a Sunday morning, something like that, where I'll, I'll try to look at my mission and my vision and the things that I want to accomplish. And these are really good questions to help me kind of orient myself. It's kind of a primer exercise to get me into a, into a place where I can actually do some good work in terms of what am, I, what am I going to plan for the week or for the month or what are my goals for the year. And so this is just a really good way to get in tune with the things that really, really matter. Now, if you're like me, this is kind of a heavy subject. Obviously, we started out with a, a story that I think was, um, I hope you felt how uh, that impacted me and uh, the things I do on a regular basis in my life because that was really an important experience for me to get in touch with the idea that I could be gone tomorrow and life is short and life is sweet and we need to make the most of it while we have the opportunity to do that. I hope that you can think deeply about this and that this is one thing on your, on your journey that you can kind of add to your toolbox and your toolkit to be able to have another thing that will help you along the way as you're negotiating whether or not you're going to become the best version of yourself. I really appreciate you joining me today. I would so much appreciate it if you think that there's anyone that would be helped by listening to the Graybeard podcast. If you'd be willing to share that with a friend or with a family member or a colleague, that would be so good. I think um, the people that I've heard from who have been listening, listening all along, um, enjoy the conversational style. They enjoy being able to, to listen to my rambling sometimes and helps them to think about the things that they want to maybe do differently or incorporate into their life. So if you have an opportunity to share this, please do. As always, if you could leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, that would help that to get more uh, widely disseminated organically out there in the podcast world. And I, I hope that we can do that as well. Now, if you'd like to contact me, I'm all about talking. I'm all about helping you if you have specific questions or if you just want to run an idea past me. Um, you can DM me on, on LinkedIn or on Facebook uh, Messenger. Or if you'd like to, you can go ahead and send me an email. And my email address is bruce.gillette.buxton at gmail.com. That's G-I-L-L-E-T-T-E -T -T -E like the razor. bruce.gillette.buxton at gmail.com. Again, grateful to have you here along today, and I hope to talk to you soon. Um, 
and uh, have some more interesting things uh, for you to think about. Have a great day.